Hello and welcome to the Any Oddcast, where we talk about the odd, amusing, and spectacular world of animation. Welcome to the very first episode of the Annie Oddcast. That's yes, right, the very yes, first. Yes, the very That's first. That's the very yeah. first, okay. Yeah. And today, we're talking about a very special movie. Encanto! Oh, yes. yes. It's a super... It is a super duper movie. It is about superhumans. They have gifts. They have gifts? From a candle. A candle gave them gifts. I wish I had a candle like that. We all do. We all do. You know what? What would your gift be? If you were to choose a superpower, what would your gift be? From the power of the movie? The character? Any gift you want. Any gift you want. Oh, I can only think of the movie now. I want to control all plant life. All plant life. Okay, you know, that's a good one. You know, you could cure hunger. You could just make oh. endless trees grow and food oh, grow. Yeah. You know, you Global could feed warming, the world. Everything is gone. Like, all Oh, that's right. Food. Loads more oxygen for us. It'll be so exciting. We don't have to worry about our, food. you know, the, the carbon that we release into the air. You know, we just do whatever we want. Oh, that's amazing. I, yeah, I, we burn all the fossil fuel we want <laughs> because you'll be making so many plants with oxygen and it'll be just great. <laughs> I've sorted out global warming, sorted, off, sorted out um, food crisis, everything, starvation is all gone. Thank that's you, true. Jeff. That's true. That's that's a very oh, yeah. that's a very good superpower. And you should know the name of the person who's doing this. My name is Jishin. Oh yes, and I am a mysterious person. And let me be clear. I am a very mysterious person. And you really want to know who I am. I wanna give you a clue, but will you let me give them a clue? Well, yeah, sure. Give him a clue, Jish. He's a part of the Madrigal family. Oh yes, I am a part of the Madrigal family. And I have a power, and you really, really want to know, because it's so mysterious, and everybody loves a good mystery. Yes. But, if you want to know who I am, if you want to know what my power is, you have to give us a five-star review. <laughs> as soon as we have five, just, just five. We're How not, many? You know, we're not, we're not that self, we don't, we're, we're not that greedy, we just want five. Wait. Just one review? No, 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 no. I'm a little greedy. I'm a little greedy. Oh, we want five, okay? I want five. Oh, five review. With five stars. Oh, okay. Okay, okay sure. And then once we have those five star oh. five reviews, then you'll know who I am. Then you'll know what my power is. Where will the review? Where can I listen to this? Well, you can listen to it anywhere, I presume. Now, I have no idea where this is going. I'm not the technical person here. This I, man is. I will try to publish it everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Especially the main one, Spotify, the iTunes app store. Yeah, can we get podcasts delivered via mail? Is that possible? Via mail? I don't know. Can we, can we put like an SD card into an envelope and then post it all over the world? You know, like junk mail? You know, it'd be like junk mail, but everybody would get a podcast. Wouldn't that be great? That's so interesting. I, I, think, I never thought of that. You know, I wish there was another way to do that, right? Wait, I heard something about something new coming up. What? 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 You know, have you heard of this cool thing? About what? What? It's called email. Oh my god. You know, apparently oh it does the same job. So you don't have <laughs> yeah. to like envelope out an SD card. All you do is you just type stuff and you like send it to some mystical location. And then that mystical location send it to people all around the world. We're going so off topic. Let's come back to... Did we even mention what we're talking about today? I'm not sure. Encanto, the oh, yes. Disney movie. Okay, it was released 2021, December 2nd. And it was directed by... Do you remember, Vishal? Okay, Oh, yes. sorry. Wait, no, 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 no. Cut that part out. 
No, no, I remember. I remember. It's by Baron Howard and Jared Bush. Those are the two directors. Wait, wait, wait I have another director. No, that's the co-director. No, we're talking about the directors right now. Charisse Castro Smith. We have who is a co-director? We haven't forgot about you. They all co-directed. What are you talking? No, about? this, this, these two are the directors. Co means together. No, co-director would have a different task, a different duty. Otherwise, she'd also be called a director. They're all co-directors. They're not called. They're called directors. Look, Baron. I hope I'm pronouncing. Byron. Probably, Byron. No, it's Baron. Baron. Or Byron. It's ba we'll see. Okay. Well, anyway, the Baron. Baron Howard. He directed movies like Bolt and Zootopia. Zootopia. Uh, yeah. Was, Zootopia. Zoot was it Zootopia? And he also directed Tangled. Oh, I love that. Which movie. is a good movie about long hair. It's about long hair, right? It's about the princess with long hair, yeah. Yes, it's can... a movie about long hair, so every woman with long hair should see it. And woman with short hair as well. Everyone should see it, really. Yes, so and good. children with long hair, and old people with long hair, and even normal if age people. Even if you're bold, you just want to watch okay, it. Okay, fine, everybody can watch it. Okay, and then Jared Bush, he did Zootropolis and Moana. Zootropolis? You know, the, you know the one with the rabbit, and, and, and then the fox? Rabbit. The rabbit, who's a cop? That's Utopia. Wait, I saw, look, I maybe, found it online. Wait, wait, maybe this is a TV show. This is a TV show version of... Okay, because so... Because a lot of Disney movies go on to have their own TV shows on the Disney Channel. Okay, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Take whatever I say with a grain of salt and just enjoy the nonsense that I'll probably spout. What, most likely be me saying doing all that stuff. He's just having this odd moment right now. So we'll talk about... What have the non-spoiler section so you don't get spoiled and we'll give you a warning before we move on to spoiling you. So what my host is saying, co-host. Yes. So wait, do co-hosts and hosts have the same duty? Well, yes, we're just co-hosts. <laughs> we no, no, what if we were the host and we had another person who was the co-host? What would the co-host be doing? And why would he be the co-host or she be the co-host and we would be the host? I don't think that's a thing. I think they're all co-hosts and we're all, I mean, co-directors and we're all co-hosts. Yeah, I think you're just speaking nonsense, but that's besides the point. Now, I feel personally, okay, so the number one important people in this movie are obviously the directors who made the movie. And secondly, is the man who wrote the song. Lin-Manuel Manuel Miranda. Miranda. He is the god of every musician. In, your, uh, in okay. your opinion. Okay, in my opinion. Okay, fine. The real god is Jacob Collier. But realistically, I would say the god of songwriting is Lin-Manuel Miranda. So he made all the songs in the movie. Oh, but just to be clear, the film score, the background music was made by another person. I have them right here. Just give me one second. Yes, 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 yes. This man didn't do his research properly, I and did. he has to go through a document to find this information. Ger I just got it Jermaine, up top of my head. Jermaine Franco did the film score. Jermaine Franco. Jermaine Franco, you have done a fabulous job. There was, I remember a scene in the movie, so I'm not sure if you guys remember, but when... Oh, it's uh, oh, no. Is it a spoiler or not? Okay, sorry, this is a spoiler. So, people, you can still keep track. Okay, anyway, so the songs were written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Now, he wrote the music for the musical Hamilton. If you have not heard the music, you have been living under a rock or have either been shot into space and never to be seen again because you need to watch 
Hamilton. Or at the very least, you need to listen to Hamilton. It will change your life. It changed mine. I don't really listen to this um, musicals, but that was really good. And it, and it gives you some history as well. So two in one. Yes, yes, of course. So if you're, I don't know, doing a paper in history about mm -hmm. Alexander Hamilton, I would suggest skipping your lectures and just going and seeing Hamilton. And then you'd get all the information you need and more. Should we talk more about the movie Encanto? Oh, yes, of course. So moving back to Encanto. Sorry, we're just having a little bit of fun. Or I'm having a lot of fun. With I don't know about you. Lynn Manuel. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. So what's the basic... Let's give the overview of the movie. Okay, would you like to do that or should I do that? Okay, so it's... No, let me do that. Okay, you can do that. So the movie, it's about the Madrigal family. and they Who is the Madrigal family? They live in the mountains of Colombia. 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 And they have, they all, each member has a gift. And they use that gift to help all the villagers. What kind of gift are you talking about? Is it like me and my ability to improvise things on the spot? And I can play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star in many different keys? It's more special than that, Visha. Uh... Madrigal. <laughs> oh, no, 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 you didn't hear that, okay? You did not hear that. Anyway, carry on. So, one, all right, the children. All right, so, Abuela, the grandmother, and all her children have these special gifts. No, Abuela doesn't have a superpower. There's a, I'm not The sure. grandma has no superpower, my God. I think she does have a power. What superpower does she have? I forgot, but she does. She does. doesn't have a superpower. Okay, forget, I'll just talk about what I know. So, her three children, Peppa can control the weather by her mood. Wait, are these spoilers? No, it's in the it's in the trailers. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, this is fine then. Carry on. And okay, and her son Bruno can wait. Is this he, about Bruno? He, can, he can prophesize the future. Yeah, he can tell the future. And the third child, Julieta, can heal people with food. That's right. I'm no, we're not just talking about normal healing, but this is magical healing. I know food heals, but this is like magical food that heals at a very, very big level. It accelerates just, the process. Just a, a faster process. Yeah, I, it's just a faster process of normal food. Yeah, and their children, so there's, um, there's Maribel and her two sisters. Um, Maribel doesn't have any power, sadly. Wait, this is spoiler! Is it? Oh, right, fine. Okay. Fine. Okay, so everybody leave if you have not seen the movie. Wait, we didn't. Not everybody. Okay, okay, the, the music is so good. You you must have listened to it, and it's so good. And we definitely recommend this movie. The story is about family, and it's it's so it's so good. Uh, yes, it's it's about family and how people close themselves off after a traumatic experience, and how you know even though you want to protect people by not letting them go through the same thing at the same time, you demand so much of them. And anyway, it's a great movie. Go watch it. And I hope that if you've seen the movie, you have left by now. You'll love the animation and everything is so beautiful about this picture, the story, the characters, the music, and the visuals. You'll definitely like this Disney movie. Go ahead and watch it. Okay, so now I, I imagine only the people who have not seen, I mean, who have seen the movie yes. are here now. Yes. Is, that, is that right? Am I right? Uh, yes, I believe you are right. Okay, okay I, I'm correct. Okay, so you know what? Uh, we should structure this. Somewhat, because this has been a very sporadic and haphazardly put together podcast so far. Would you agree with that? Oh, yes, but at least it was fun. Yeah, for uh, us. Well, yeah. it was fun for us. Who knows who if anybody knows, else stuck knows. around. Okay. So uh, what section do you want to talk about first? Well, I Let think... Me know. Now, I'm, if you've watched the movie, 
I don't think we really need to go into the explaining the story, right? Yeah. They, they know the story. I guess they do. So I think what we can do is perhaps talk about some things that I'm interested in. Now, I have a theory. Okay. Just, so at the start, we see Abuela and then Petro. They both are running away because someone is attacking their village. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And then they're leading the path with a lantern. Petro is holding the, the lantern, I presume. Yeah, yeah. And, and anyway, so the guys are chasing them. They come up to the river. Mm. And then, you know, Petro decides that he needs to stall them. Yeah. So he kisses mm. Abuela Elma goodbye and and leaves, right? And to stop stop the people on their horses. And then, Now, yeah. we'll, we'll get back to the fact that they never discussed that again. Like, we don't know who those people are. We don't know why they were being attacked. attacked yeah, yeah. We don't know anything about that. Mm. But, so, he goes and tries to protect them. And when he dies, and presumably he dies when Elma starts to break down and cry and falls on the floor, right? That's so he's died. Like, yeah. But then, when Elma falls down, the, the, the candle, it starts lighting up. And it yeah. starts looking magical and a butterfly shows up on the candle, right? Yeah. So my theory is mm. Petro died and became a spirit inside the candle. Oh. And he is the magic. He is the magic. Petro, because he gave his life for his family and he, he became the magic the for his family. He is the miracle, yeah. He is the miracle. He created this miracle. He became a miracle. And he gave some part of his miracle to all the children. Yes. Oh. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? That's interesting. I, yeah, I think I like, I like to think that. I'm not sure if that's the way it happened, but I would like to think that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if he's gone to protect his family, you'd think that, you know, if there is a God or a spirit or something, you know, he helps Petro protect his family, right? Yeah. And funnily enough, this very interesting thing I, I noticed just today yeah. is that Petro, for one, he blows away the pursuers, right? They, they, the, all the horses get blown up, blown off and stuff. And then the mountains around this particular part of the forest just go up mm. and, and they kind of to form a them. barrier yeah. to, to protect them. And, I was, and in many ways, I think we'll get back to this a little bit later, but I feel like that's the barrier that got put on the grandma's heart, the abuela's heart, oh. right? Because in, in, in a way, mm. right? Because at the very end, notice that the mountain kind of collapses and there's a way through. Oh. So that almost symbolizes her heart has opened again. And like the butterflies that go through the, the gap. Yeah. It's like it, the butterfly represents maybe Mirabel and she's the one who's opened the Yeah, heart. yeah, yeah. Because definitely we watch the movie and, and, you know, we kind of dislike the grandma a little bit throughout the movie because we see she's always kind of disapproving of, of Mirabel, Mirabel and, and then mm. you know Mirabel's just trying her best to help her family in her own way and you can see the grandma's just disappointed in her and he's she's always a little hard on her and anyway and and actually more than anything she makes Mirabel feel like she's not actually part of the family I uh, with that I see that especially in the song Waiting for a Miracle by, Mir by Mirabel mm. because the song was not I don't feel it was just not about not having a gift it was about because she does not have the gift, she does not belong to the family mm. and it, she does not deserve their love because she yeah. doesn't have a gift. Mm. Because I think that's what's going, going on in her mind because they all look so happy together and she's not part of that right. perfect picture. Right, right. Yeah, the first picture that took place, because there's a massive contrast, the first group photo that gets taken when Antonio, Antonio gets his gift yeah, yeah. and then they take this picture and then like, La Family Mirabel. Wait, not Mirabel. Madrigal. 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 And then she's just staring at them. She's not part of the family then. 
she feels distant. I, yeah, because because I think how the grand, grandmother treats her, like, because she doesn't have a power, she just treats her like an, sort of an outsider. Right, right. Mm. I mean, there's a fantastic moment when Antonio is about to get his gift, right? Mm. I remember the grandma, uh, uh, surprised, Elma, says, oh no, what does she say? She says something like, it's time for someone else to step into the light and make us proud. Mm. And you see Mirabelle at that point, that's when she gets totally depressed. Mm. It's like, she feels like because she didn't get the gift, she didn't step in into the light. So she's in the darkness and she couldn't make them proud. Like her grandma isn't proud of her, right? Mm. Right. And in many ways, I don't think anyone else feels that way. It's just the grandma. Yeah. Feels a, feels a little disappointed. Like just, just a moment later, you see Antonio wants her, wants her support. To walk, walk him to the to the light, the door. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, because I think everybody else almost recognizes. Besides, I keep Isabella. Besides Isabella, I think everybody else appreciates Mirabelle, mm-hmm. right? To, at least to a certain extent. Yeah, and, and they recognize what he, she's doing for the family. Can I talk about in this point Mirabelle's power? Can I talk about it? My Ooh. thoughts on her power. Okay, well, okay. First, get, let's give a bit of background um, to remind you guys if you haven't seen the movie for a while, but. When uh, Mirabelle turned five, that's when all the Madrigals get their gift, right? She goes up to the door. Now, this is a massive theory that I want to discuss. She Um. goes up to the door, she touches the doorknob, and the gate disappears. Yeah. She does not get a power, right? Mm. But why does she not get a power? Why does the door disappear? You know what I think? Can I tell you what I think? What do you think? I think she absorbed a bit of that spirit of... Casita, the the candle's power. She absorbed a bit of it. What do you think? What do you think that happened? You know, I I'm I'm just just tell 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 you why I think about that. Sure, go ahead. Because I guess oh, uh, but I have to first discuss what her what what her power I think it is. Sure. So her power, because every everybody's power is shown on their door. It just shows what who 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 what sort of power they have. And at the end of the movie, you can see her power shown on the door, the entrance where everybody enters, where it's just all the, all the family is in that picture on her door, which represents sort of her bringing everybody together. That's her power to connect everyone. And since she had sort of absorbed sort of Casita, the miracle a bit inside her when she was five, whenever she feels her power is weakening, where she feels separate from the family, and she feels like she can't bring everybody together. The, there are cracks in the house in right. Casita because she's connected to the house of spirit. Do you, do you notice? The right. cr- oh, no, no, let me say one more thing. Do you notice the cracks usually stop from where Mirabelle is standing? It goes from her uh, outwards because, because when she feels her power to not, she can't bring people together, which, are her, which is a power, she feels people are getting distant, but the cracks start forming. Mm, right, because you know, I was really curious about this. Mm. For one, why is she the only one that sees the cracks in the house, right? Mm. And second is why the house starts to crumble when she first sees Bruno's vision of her. When mm. she puts the glass together, yeah. she realizes that she is the one destroying the home, yeah. and that causes the home to get further destroyed, right? Yeah, because you'd wonder why is that causing the start. Of the cracking. That's why I think she's connected. She absorbed the spirit of the house, the casita, the miracles. So that's why she, her power and the house is connected, really connected. Mm, I mean, I think I, I, I think I would agree with you on that. I mean, 
I, mm. I would probably say I am more inclined to think that it's, it's, I don't know, maybe the house is making a statement that, you know, I gave you these gifts to all the people in the family mm. to help the world. But those gifts don't make you who you are, right? Mm -hmm. So when Mirabel touches the door, she doesn't get a gift, mm. right? And, and everybody's like, why doesn't she get a gift? And she's horrified. But slowly she comes to realize that she doesn't need a gift to be part of the family or to be special. I think maybe the house or the spirit within the candle just wanted everybody to realize that they are more than just their gift. And I, especially the, the miracle one, maybe... Abuela, the grandmother, to know that yeah, that your children are more than their gifts. The yeah. gifts shouldn't be burdensome. They shouldn't shouldn't be burdened by their gifts. Yeah, I mean, when I first watched the movie, so I've seen the movie twice. Mm. When I first watched the movie, I, I was, I I didn't really like Abuela Elma very much, right? Even at the end, you know, I I understood where she was coming about from. Trauma, probably uh, trauma and yeah. stuff. And I thought I related. I I was a little bit empathetic with that. Mm. But, you know, I still wasn't fully there. But the second time I watched it, mm. you know, I watched it a little more carefully. Yeah. And just to see the pain when she loses her husband, mm. when she's left alone with her three children, when she loses everything. No house. Anything. No house. She loses her home. She loses everyone. Mm. And then the mountains just go up surrounding her. She decides that she must protect what she has because right she she gained a miracle she gained a miracle to yeah. protect her family right yeah. and then she expects a lot from her family because she wants them to be able to protect themselves right and the way they can do that is to become successful and to become competent in using their gifts and making the society and their community a better place right mm. and then because she's put up these walls She's more concerned with protecting her family than she is of creating a happy family or a fulfilling family. Mm. She, because she is, just doesn't want her family to feel that same pain that she felt. And the effect of, from her doing that, you can see in, the, in her three children's songs, Maribel's We Are Waiting for a Miracle, uh, Luisa's Surface Pressure, mm. and Isabella's song as well. Right. All three children... Just talk about how the gift is just, just not, it's just making him so unhappy. Yeah, so Mirabel says, I want a miracle. I don't have a gift and I'm suffering because of that. And then Isabella says, I have a gift and I'm cursed to be perfect because of that. Yeah. And, then, and then Louise says, I, I have this power, but it's not enough. I, I, I need so much more power to make the difference in the world. I don't feel like I am enough for the world. Mm, and. I, yeah, yeah. And actually, a second thing about that, about having a power, about being special, is often we feel like that's all we are, right? Mm. I mean, well, I was a musician and I really, really wanted to, at some point, to be a composer. And when I burnt out, because of a lot of reasons, really, mm. I felt like I was losing myself because I associated myself as a Everything. musician. Because that was my gift, right? Mm. And I was just the musician. And then when I lost that, I thought, who am I? What is my purpose? What am I doing on this planet? Mm. But really, when you have a gift, mm. you're almost as cursed as someone who doesn't have a gift, right? Mm. You're, and it's, it's The Buddha said something like, life is suffering or something like that. Mm. And, you know, the rich suffer because of their riches, the poor suffer because of their poverty. Mm. So it's like, it, it's really, I suppose, the movie, it, I don't know, it, it just symbolizes life in some way that 
if you have a gift, if you don't have a gift, you'll suffer because of it. And you just have to learn to be present and learn to be grateful for what you already have. Family. This movie was about family. They, yeah. all, they had family at the end. They had family. And they were happy. I also want to talk a bit more about Isabella. You don't like her? But I, I don't I, like her. But I, I, could, I find her really relatable in a way. Uh, because did you notice how, like, during her song... She like let go of her like perfect image and felt like she only made roses because everybody was so happy to see roses. And when she finally got mad and made a cactus, she was like, this is also beautiful. This is different. Mm. I can also be different and I can still be beautiful. Mm. And she felt if you see her expression, that was the first time she had that face where she was happy, like she was free and she was smiling like. She didn't care how people looked at her. She didn't have to make a perfect smile, a pose. She just, he could just smile. Hmm. If you see in that song at, towards the end, hmm. Mirabel helped her like sort of see that. And also, I think that everybody like in the, like, the world is trying to fit an image of like, how like people say how you should be like this sort of person. Maybe, maybe like stereotype people. Like you're at this stage, you should be like this you're a boy you should do this like and you all start being that image and you start losing yourself that's what what, that's what i sort of saw in isabel isabella i mean i i understand and i totally relate with that i and i did like that about the development of the character but i think my problem with the character is really something a principle i have for life really or i try to have this principle it's about being proactive and not reactive right Mm. because Every person who does something terrible in the world has a reason to do that thing, right? Mm. You don't just, I don't know, start robbing people for no apparent reason, right? You don't just start killing people for no reason at all. There's always a cause, right? For every effect, there is a cause. Mm. And I feel like regardless of your cause, right, you know, you control what you do, right? Mm. I don't think you feeling pressure or you going through this experience gives you the right to act kind of not in the best of spirits with other people or, or be mean to them or harsh to them or, or slap them or, or do something like that, right? So I think if you compare Mirabel with Isabella, right? So Mirabel is in pain because she doesn't have a gift, surrounded by a family who all have gifts, right? Mm. But she proactively decides to do something good for the family. She proactively chooses to do something productive and to do something good for the world. Whereas Isabella, she's sure she's pained by her the image that she has to keep up and by and people's expectations. But I feel like she's kind of a mean person and that mm. doesn't give her a right to be a mean person. Just because you have some pain doesn't give you the right to be a pain in the neck to someone else. Maybe she just doesn't know another way where she could just release that. I stress. mean, I get it. I get it. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Some people just don't, don't know, have, don't know that there's another way, but you know, at but, the same uh, yeah. time, if, if we start saying that this person didn't know this or didn't know that or this person was caused by this and this person did that because of that, then there's no reason to have prisons in the world because, you know, there's always a cause. And we, I feel like at some point you just need to look at the effect. You need to understand some of the cause, but at the same time, I think you need to be proactive in how you behave regardless of your circumstances. So you like so you like Mirabel's attitude. So I like Mirabel's attitude. I, I, yeah, I relate far more to Mirabel, mm. and I wish I if I wish I were more like Mirabel. I wish more people were like Mirabel, where they proactively try to take charge of their circumstances. Because 
that was sort of finding what like finding out what was causing Casita to to crack and like break down. That was sort of her way of like this is my this is my goal. This is what I have to do. This is my this is my contribution to the family. Right, right. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like she's she's not very selfish at all. I mean, her song, right? I wish for a miracle. She wants a miracle. But the strange, interesting thing about Mirabelle is that she wants a miracle. She's waiting on a miracle, mm. but she doesn't do. She's just waiting. But if you notice, when she Towards hears, the end. yeah, when no, when Alma, when the when when the grandma says, "I wish for a miracle," she said, "I will become the miracle." Mm. You know, that's what I love about her is that for other people, she's willing to go out and create miracles. And at the same time, you wish she would do that for herself. I actually, I think she is trying to do that for herself. She's always trying to help. She's always trying to do things for the world, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not working out in her way, but she's always out there trying to create miracles, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess that's her, that's her. That's her power. Mm. Just trying to like, just trying to like help people help people out and bring them together, and mm. like that gives her. She's happy with that. Yeah, 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 I think so. I think so, but it it really is just a beautiful movie. I would I would say. I mean, is there anything else you would like to talk about besides the music? We'll get to the music, but regarding the story and the characters, was there anything you'd wanted to talk about? Uh, let me have a look. Give me a one a second to have a look. It absolutely is a beautiful music. And while my co-host or host or whatever he'd like to refer to himself as is looking around. I'd like to give a little fun fact about the movie, about the butterflies within the movie. Now, a Colombian author wrote a novel. And in the novel, the yellow butterflies, they symbolize... Do you know what they symbolize, Josh? The yellow butterflies. Yellow butterflies. Mm, yeah. Don't know. what Because there were a lot of yes, butterflies. I right? noticed, like, especially on Mirabai's costume, a lot of butterflies. On the candle itself. There was a butterfly pattern. Mm-hmm. And of course, the butterflies at the end, which go through the mountain. Yes, of course. So this movie has lots and lots of butterflies. And actually, an interesting fact, Colombia has more than 3,600 different butterfly species. And they what? actually have the most in the world. How many? Three, uh, more than 3,600 species of butterflies. Wow. And an interesting fact, they have an author from Colombia. His name is Gabriel Gracias Marquez. I hope that pronounced that right. Yeah. But anyway, he used yellow butterflies in his novel Magic Realist, yeah. and it symbolized love, hope, and peace, which I think this, this movie is a lot about. about yeah. It's about love. It's about hope. It's about peace. And interesting fact about him is that he won the Nobel Prize in Literature mm. in 1982. Now, I read that the movie... It was inspired, well, the butterflies in the movie was actually inspired by this man's work. Mm. I don't know if that's true. I read it somewhere. I haven't fully fact-checked, but I'm pretty sure it's correct. Mm. And Mirabelle, she has so many butterflies on her costume, yeah. probably represents all that love, hope, and peace. Yeah, yeah. She's it's, completely uh, all that. Yeah, I think that's a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, Mirabelle is about hope. She says, I'm waiting on the miracle. But that is I hope. will be the miracle. And then she will be the miracle. And she that, becomes hope for others and for yeah. herself. And I find that incredibly moving. Now. So I oh also have you uh, what do you think about Bruno? Bruno. Do we talk about Bruno today or don't we talk about uh, Bruno today? We will. I I actually find it quite sad how he was still in the house but 
<laughs> Nobody oh knows. Oh my god. He I, was okay. I'm shocked. Dolores. She said she could hear him all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why didn't she just tell the family? I mean, that's that's incredible. And, and the thing is, Dolores. She seemed. She can't keep a secret. How, How did she keep the secret? How did did she think that was actually mice and just make up a lie at the no, end? No, because she says at the very end, I knew he was there. That, oh, uh, that's what I'm thinking. Did she like? Did she just like? Oh, she just like lied. She just thought it was mice before. Like now she's like, oh no no, I knew I knew it. I knew it. Like I mean, you, I feel like she did know it, or or maybe she she had a very good hypothesis for it. But reason, think, reason. Yeah, right. Because in in the song, we don't talk about Bruno. You know, I can I, I can I I live I, to grip with Bruno, always I, stuttering I, and stumbling. Yeah. I can, oh yeah, yeah. I, can I can always hear a kind of muttering and mumbling. I associate it with the sound of, oh. okay, yeah, anyway, that is the greatest song on the face of the planet. Yes. I love that song so much. Everybody's obsessed with it. Everybody's obsessed with Bruno. Everybody loves but Bruno. But why, Dolores, why? Why uh, didn't you tell anybody? I don't know. Because, I mean, he's been in there, I mean, how Ten. old is Mirabel? Uh, how uh, old is Mirabel? I think five. No, she's, no. No, she's not No, no, five. no, no, I'm not, I'm saying that when, I think he left to left the house sort of he was she was five years old yeah so but my question is how old is she now i think she's like 15 15 okay so he's been living in a freaking wall for 10 years and why dolores didn't say anything dolores i i don't know how i feel about you you seem like the really sweet one but if you let your uncle live in a wall <laughs> for 10 years i don't know if i'm happy with your behavior young lady or, or maybe she she just really thought it was some someone else, not not her uncle, and just made up that lie at the end that I always knew he was there, but he just she didn't really know. Yeah, all right, all right, but Be because yeah, otherwise I don't know her reasoning, and that's really weird. But that's so sad that he had. But to it's do so sad he lived but in a wall. You know, he he noticed the cracks, not just Mirabel. He was he, trying to um, he was trying to like plaster the the. Yeah, he did. He did. He also noticed the cracks. Maybe because he can tell the prophecies and stuff, so he, he was paying extra close attention to the cracks. Yeah, that, he, that might be true. Because he already knew. He already knew before Mirabel, like yeah. 10 years ago. That's why he left, because... Oh, yeah, he left because of Mirabel, because... Didn't she? Didn't, didn't he? Sorry? I didn't really... Maybe, uh, maybe he left because, you know, Grandma Alma, she oh. said that to prophesize her future and figure out what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. And then when he saw the bad prophecy, he knew that uh, Abuela Alma would ask her... To show her the prophecy, yeah. and then he couldn't say no, so he he just left. He was like, probably, "I don't want anybody to see this." Maybe because that would make like a probably make everybody hate on um, Mirabel. Maybe yeah, that's. that's but also right. another thing was all the villagers didn't like him for for showing no, prophecies. I know. I think it's because they eventually started to think that he's not prophesizing the future. He creates this future. No, like he just tells the future. Why? Can't, don't you know what prophecies are? Yeah, I know. It's like, you don't just go up, hey, tell me what's going to happen in five years. And the guy's like, well, you're going to be dead. And then you die. And then you become a ghost and you haunt him because you said, you told me I would die. No, but he, he's not God. He doesn't change your destiny. Yeah, he just creates things. So I take it, the, I don't know, that particular world in the animation is deterministic where things in the future are fixed. Besides the one prophecy... Where there's like a change in the future where it could go one way or the other. But the thing is, everything in that image happened. All the, the cracks oh, were all falling. Yeah, everything true. happened. Yeah. Not, just one, not just one half. Everything in that, uh, that glass of Mirabel cracking the uh, casita, it all happened. And then it all broke down. And then she built it up. Yeah, so I suppose it's really up to interpretation. All, yeah, and seeing true. what the entire future would be, right? Yeah. So I guess that is... Oh yeah, did you notice? Because how she's connected to Casita, how when she hugged Isabella, she felt more connected to her sister, and that really made the 
flame um, blow harder. Yeah, I was. It worked. It worked. Yeah, I was really curious. I mean, and when we saw the first prophecy, I was like, "Why does hugging Isabella do anything?" Bec- that. You, what about my theory? You. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think you may be right. I'll, I'll give you the point there. Yeah. But you know what? You know, l- let's move on to the music because the music. Okay, so if you haven't heard Hamilton, I assume that you paused the video when I first. Oh, the podcast, sorry. You paused the podcast when I first mentioned or the it, video. You heard it, and now you're back, and I'm glad you've heard it. Now, one thing you may have noticed is the incredible counterpoint. Now, what do I mean by counterpoint? It's when you have multiple things going on at the same time right like in like, all the people like do, example like, you know you just have a band right imagine california cation yeah. and you have the guitar doing one thing boom boom boom, boom dun, dun, and the bass dun, is like dun, boom, dun, and the drums are like you know yeah and really music is really about balancing the counterpoint and balancing the horizontal motion of things like you want to be able to hear them all like in a yeah, balanced you way want, you want interesting things to happen at the same time and you want it to develop in an interesting way over time yeah right so that's what music is really about and one thing i really love about all of lin-manuel miranda's music that i've heard mm. is is just the the climaxes i mean you know, are yeah. we don't talk about Bruno when they the all when they all talk about exactly when they're all saying, you know, Camilo is like a seven foot frame, and then like oh, a Pepe is like, oh, the, it was my wedding day, we're yeah. getting ready. Oh, maybe I can't sing it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like all those layers just pile up, and then it's just incredible. I mean, even at the just the normal, just at the very start of that song, like it was my wedding day, and the husband is like, it was a wedding. And we were, what was uh, the word? Uh, uh, we were uh, getting ready and there wasn't a cloud in the sky. No cloud allowed in the sky. Right? So there's <laughs> this incredible counterpoint, this interplay between the characters that Lynn, I don't know if he's the one who arranges this, but whoever arranges this, it's just beautiful and gorgeous. And I just love The thing is, I keep going back to this song because the ending part, I, I try to hear every single lyrics and they are. They actually change the lyrics slightly. Mm. The girls, Dolores and her cousin... Uh, Isabella, they have like they say like I'm fine, I'm fine because they don't they don't they don't like the situation mm. because she's having to like marry this person whereas Dolores wants to marry that person. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. No, it's it's just amazing music. So I love we don't talk about Bruno just from the lyric writing and amazingly he develops these beautiful themes uh, and we get such an insight into the character just from the short time that they yeah. sing. Like we understand Pepe, is, is that her name? Yeah, Peppa. Pe- Peppa. We understand Peppa and, and how she feels about the situation. We understand her husband who's really just trying to support his wife and he's like, I love you, baby. You know? uh, but, and then, and Pe- then, Peppa's expressions are so funny in that song. I just yeah. I just love her like when her husband's like, oh, Peppa, calm down. And she's like, okay, okay, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then Peppa's like really and, mad at Bruno like, you ruined my wedding day, man. The, the thing is, she doesn't seem like really mad. She just seems like having like, mm, yeah, like, she's I, uh, like, uh, I don't like you. I don't like that thing you did to me. But she's not really mad. She's just like having this little, little like thing with him. Like, she's not mad at her brother. No, no, no. I, I, I really don't think she's mad at her brother. But, you know, as I was saying, it's really amazing how Lynn just creates these beautiful four bar just just snippets these four bar themes that just encapsulate who the character is like camilo camilo, uh, camilo oh, seven, seven foot frame, frame rats along. you know he you know he's a troublemaker right you know yeah. everybody else and and, and then Dol- uh, dolores, dolores. Is, is, is saying kind of being compassionate towards bruno and and she, like how she, much of a troubling situation it was camilo stirring she, up trouble he, he seems like she dolores seemed very understanding and nice person but that's so weird when she doesn't 
telling anybody about Bruno. Yeah, so <laughs> well, she does. She tells Mirabelle. That's the song. She tells her in the song that oh, I, I hear. I hear him in the walls, and so Mirabelle sure took the hint that Mir- uh, Bruno's in the wall. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But I think Lin. He just doesn't encourage. Is it Lin Manuel? Do you do you say Lin or do you say Lin Manuel? Can you say just Lin? Lin Manuel. Lin Manuel. Okay, Lin Manuel. Sure. I don't know if his friends call him Lin. Hey, Lin. I hope you're listening. I hope you're enjoying this. You want to collab with the... Uh, yeah, hey, Lin. Um, oh. I also play are gonna re- things. Are you going to reveal your name now? No, no, no. But, you know, just just contact any podcast soon and, you know, we can, you know, make a beat or something like that. But, you know, here we go. So, we understand characters just from the small time yeah. that they have. Just four bars and we get you, such an insight. You, you really look forward to a song. You're like, oh, songs are playing a... Con- oh, it's so exciting. It's just yeah. like... Yes. Yeah, and it, he comes up with very, very distinct rhythms and distinct melodies for each character. Why is he so amazing? I don't know. He is just amazing. He is God at songwriting. Yeah. And my second favorite song is probably Surface Pressure. Mm, I don't know anyone who doesn't like Surface I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, the one really interesting thing about that song is just the change in rhythm yeah. that happens. It's like, at some point, it's like, you know, going at a tempo, and then it goes double time. It, it just has such a variety of rhythm within the song. It just creates so much excitement. I also want to talk about how much she loves donkeys. And also, let's just talk about her for a moment. <laughs> but why does she need to move the donkeys? Why, and, then, and then the moment she lifts a church and moves it a meter to the left, what is she doing with her life? What do they need to move the donkeys and the church for? Yeah, I think they're just taking too much advantage of her. I think yeah. that they realized she was so strong and they needed to make up some work so they could use her gift or something. No, I, I think they, they, they're just like the villagers just being too, too taking too much advantage of I mean, Lia, Luisa. Luisa. You know, you could think of it as, as an insight or a symbolism for having a gift. And sometimes it's just useless or, or, or sometimes it's like you get so good at something. But there's no point in you being that good at something, right? You could have delegated your energies oh, elsewhere. Who oh, knows? Or maybe like, maybe like she takes so much pressure. That's how she takes pressure. She just keeps accepting any sort of work. Oh, yeah because, yeah. because she feels like she has to be better and better for Abuela, grandmother, and for family. Because this gift represents her and her, like her, her contribution to the family. So she has to take yeah. any, any work. Because yeah, so she's she just finding work yeah. just so she can fill, prove fill it. it. Fill it, yeah. Fill yeah, she can fill that void within yeah. her. Yeah, but uh, Luisa, take a break. You don't yeah, need please to. take a break. You don't need to do so and much. But I, but I do feel like you do like donkeys. You do like... Okay, so <laughs> let's talk about the freaking donkeys. Now, if you haven't seen the song, I don't know what you're still doing. Go go listen to that song. Go watch the video. But it is the greatest, greatest music video of all time. I mean, the donkeys, they're Dancing. doing their backup dancers and they're playing violins on the ship. And it's just the funniest thing on the planet. And also, one of the donkeys become a unicorn. Oh, the one of the donkeys became a unicorn and started to fly. I guess, I guess that's for, that's for other side as well. She can't show her like more like her hobbies and like her interests. She likes to like, like more like she likes to dance and oh, oh, all of them like to dance. Do you know? Oh my, yeah, I know. I watched a video. I was watching them. So what they did to to get the dancing right is, I think they had some people just create dance routines and choreograph, and they created this dance and then they animated those people. So so they that's why they got the dance incredibly, incredibly detailed, incredibly lifelike. They had Pippa's dance, and and uh, we don't talk about Bruno. It was just incredible. It inspired me to want to learn how to dance. Yes, 
Like, do you know? It's like, even though, like, they're like, she's like listening, like, Mary Beth's listening to her auntie dance, and she's like, and she's just like, moves, yeah. her, moves her shoulders, like, awkwardly, like, but she's like, she's listening, and it's like, she still moves her uh, Like shoulders. Dolores, like Dolores, when when, they, when they're oh, doing that oh, side to side school thing. Like, Dolores was like, I can always remember him. And then she goes, like, and the dude is like, yeah, sh- um, shoulder, <laughs> shoulder, side to side moving oh, thing. And like, and Mary Beth's like, listening, like, she's like, listening, like, really focused, but she's like, doing all the dance steps uh, as well. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> Yeah, I, like it just shows like they really, like this family really loves to dance. Every single one of them loves to yeah, dance. Yeah, I wish I, I certainly wish I could learn how to dance a little. Yes. bit. I mean especially the Latin dance. I mean you know when uh, Mirabel is putting together the prophecy, yes. you know, and we don't talk about Bruno, and you see everybody in the background just dancing, and then Camilo is just doing his thing with his hand, he's moving his hips. I was like, man, I wish I could dance. I wish I could dance you like these people. You jealous of me? You jealous? I could do that, Michelle. I oh. I'd like to see you do Latin dance. Oh, I can do any style. Oh, okay, okay, so guys, we'll be uploading a video on YouTube very soon. Cover song of me doing some dancing to Encanto music. Yeah, he'll be doing some Latin dancing, and I'd like to see that, certainly. I think many of our viewers would like to see Isabella got nothing on me. Oh, (laughs) I don't know if Isabella's a dancer. Isabella is probably the least good dancer. Who do you think is the best dancer? Ah, I think... Pippa is definitely the best dancer, oh, along yeah. with her husband. They're the two best dancers. But even even Abuela, Alma, you know, when they're throwing down, when they got Antonio's gift, you know, she's got a few moves, man. Oh. She's got a, every one of those people have moves. Even Abuela has a move. Luisa's good, her dance. Luisa. Oh, it's surface pressure. She's yeah. got like a whole yeah. shoulder like, thing going. Like, it might look stiff, but she's really good. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. She, it might, yeah, she might just have too much muscle. That's why it looks a bit... Hard, but it's really good. Yeah, okay, so this this podcast has gone on way too long. Has it? It's It's been 45 minutes. Oh, wow. And I think we really need to wrap things up. Calm down. So let, let's calm down. <laughs> okay, so this, I think this was fun. Yeah. I, I had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun because this movie was a lot of fun. This movie was a lot of fun, and I think I'd like to see it again. Maybe, I don't know, when I... when. When I get back from the market, we I can come back and we can watch the movie again. Yeah. Or, or we should save it for a few months into the future when we, you know, got the memories going a bit down and it'll be more exciting. Maybe, maybe the maybe the next time we could like when the music starts, we can all start dancing. Too. Oh like, yeah, maybe. I learn the choreography as well. When it yeah, dances. we could learn the choreography for <laughs> like, the song. The song's playing. Let's all get up. <laughs> yeah, that would be very exciting. So. It was great to have you guys along for the ride, and I hope you enjoyed our very first episode. Oh, uh, I'm like sad. It's finished. I love talking about this. Yes, yes. My, he, you know, Jishin could be talking about this for hours and hours and hours. And quite frankly, I don't want to be here for the second hour. I enjoyed the first hour considerably. Keep talking. Keep talking. I just, I just. Yes, love yes. He loves talking. As you can see, he's gotten very excited. Yeah, you, over, over the last half an hour. You might have noticed. My energy going higher and, higher and higher. His energy is about to explode, and pretty soon <laughs> he's just gonna explode out of his chair and shoot up into the freaking stratosphere if we keep talking. And I don't want to see that because I, you know, I'm concerned about his safety because I don't know if he has a parachute with him. So I I'd, can't fly either, and he can't fly. He doesn't have a gift like that. I I need a power. I want I want Isabella's power. Give it to me. Okay. She only does roses, but she can actually control all plant things from what I saw in her song. Yes, yes, she oh. can she can she can cure hunger and, and stuff like that. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Any Oddcast.
and we shall be seeing you. I am your host, the Mystery Madrigal, and this is my co-host, Jishan. And I've probably revealed your name like three, four times. Yes, actually. yes. So pretend like you didn't hear it. So we'll keep his mysterious image up for as long as possible. Yes, five, five star reviews. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye bye.